Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nobody Left Behind, the podcast that brings you badass brews with some badass dudes. Does <laughs> that, that work? I'm trying some new taglines for the. For well, the okay, so oh, well, first off, first dudes, off, the uh, baddest ass dudes. Okay, just me and you tonight, right? Yes, it is the baddest of the ass dudes. Wait, are we ass dudes or badass dudes? You know what? We'll worry <laughs> about that later. I'm Brian here in North Texas, as always. Uh, Trying to enjoy some nice groovy brews. Groovy brews, does that work? I don't know. Frank doesn't have his headphones on, so it works. Uh, tonight I am drinking uh, Prairie Artisan Ales Twist, which is a dry hopped farmhouse ale. It is by far my favorite beer that Prairie makes uh, because it is so damn tasty. Uh, I picked this up a couple weeks ago. This is the last can I have. Um, from uh, Jay's birthday party that we had at uh, Prairie. So it was very, very fun, and uh, I'm enjoying the shit out of this beer. And, Frank, I have to kind of show off my my new uh, pint koozie that I got. Uh-oh. That is... Uh, what? Is a koozie. A with le- a handle. With a handle, but it's made out of leather. Mm. So it just slips over the top of a pint glass to give you a handle for a pint. Does it say Belesh on it? Yes, for the purposes of this conversation, it does, and it is not any way work related. So, oh, nice. No, it's just got my uh, it's got my initials on it. Oh, nice. So that's awesome, man. It's pretty sweet. I'm not a big koozie guy, mainly because we get so many of them. I have a drawer yeah. dedicated to koozies that I will probably never, ever, ever use. <laughs> But uh, this one's kind of cool. This one's unique. This will go along with my uh, Yeti can koozie that I mm-hmm. that I love. I was just gonna say I'm not a big koozie guy, but I am a big Yeti. Or it doesn't have to be Yeti. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. But um, the can koozie uh, vacuum insulated walls. That that thing is legit. Oh, it works so well. Yeah. Um, I've taken <laughs> Frank. I've taken to uh, using that and using our draft top. Mm-hmm. And uh, cutting the old top off the can, throwing it in there, and just having like a a meteor vessel to pick up. Because sometimes <laughs> I feel like you know I'm I'm a strong guy. I'm a bad ass dude. I uh, kind of crush some cans sometimes. When I'm trying to drink, you know. You know, Brian is a pretty bad ass dude. I <laughs> I am a bad <laughs> ass dude. <laughs> you know this episode. Um, this episode is going to be called "Couple of Ass Dudes." <laughs> So here's the the thing about the Yeti. I always find myself around water. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> when I'm using the Yeti koozie specifically, for whatever reason, um, and I think it's because I normally, if I'm if I'm grilling, I have my Yeti cup, and I just that's what whatever I make, I'll rinse it out. If I want a mixed drink or if I want to do, they put a beer in there, whatever. It's just that's my cup, and um. What what I always find is that I take the koozie out when I'm at the river or fishing or whatever, and 
I, I might have to stop doing that because the other day I went in the San Marcos River, <laughs> and let's just say it claimed a koozie. <laughs> it um, claimed a thirty dollar koozie. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, I, well, it wasn't quite thirty because we we've got that friends and family thing. So oh. I think I think it was more around like twelve bucks. Still, but it's still enough to be like. Mm-hmm. So that was very unfortunate, mm. thoroughly depressing. Lost the koozie in the San Marcos River. Speaking but. of stainless steel vacuum sealed uh, drinkware, have you seen what I've done? I've, how I've modified that Arctic Ooh. cup that you uh, gave me a while back. Yeah. Yep. The uh, it, it, the other thing that I was going to say is is it might have been karma for the fact that I was drinking Shiner Lime Ale. So uh uh-uh. uh, that's pretty good. Been, what did you think I, of it? I like it. I, but everybody I, shit on me all day for drinking. Why? It. I thought it was delicious. Fuck those people. Listen, I, you're you're you've hung out with me. You know that I am the biggest beer snob in the world. I'm never going to shit on someone for their beer choices unless they ask me what I think about it. <laughs> and well, case, sure, it's a solicited and, uh, uh, opinion at that point. I'm not going to shit on someone for drinking Natty Light out of the out at the beach or whatever. Fuck it, whatever. I don't give well, a shit. Well, that's a cost. That's a cost conscious individual who understands the Value economics of uh, getting fucked up. <laughs> uh, no opportunity cost, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah I'm going to spend the extra five dollars on a case of Bud Light, but it's going to taste the exact same. No, 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 sir. No, give just me those extra light. six beers and get a thirty shit. rack. Yeah, <laughs> just it's the same. I'll have the um, same case at the at the beach, and then I have a six pack for the ride home. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you got to stay hydrated. Um, so, but that all being said, Brian. You had, I believe, on the cast, the Pussy Wagon from Brash a couple of weeks ago. Is that correct? Oh no, no, no! I've had I had Pussy Wagon a long time ago. But before, you, before you even you started this podcast. podcast, no, I talked ah. about. I think I talked about Brash and some of their weirdness that they do with their naming. I think you did when we were talking about weird beer. Names. No, 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 no! It was I had the Brash uh, St. Arnold collaboration called "This Is Not a Fucking Collaboration." That's right. And then we said, wait, really? That's what they called it? And you said, yeah, they also call this other beer. That's right. wagon. Yeah. So tonight, I'm not having an inappropriately um, named beer. It is called the Cortado, which is short. Okay, so I'm not exactly sure what Cortado translates to from Spanish, but I know a a, a Cortado is a, a espresso with hot milk um, in it. I was going to say, I thought that was a, like an Italian <clears throat> word. Nope, Spanish no. origin. General term for a beverage consisting of espresso mixed with roughly equal amount of warm milk to yep. reduce the acidity. So, that's like oh, a... That sounds sounds awesome. A true cortado is like... It finishes any meal in just such a way. Such a um, damn way. <laughs> so, I'm having a cortado, which is a stout from brash makes sense i'm kind of very hesitant to um yeah this is not a beer you're going to want to finish too quickly that's 10 percent um it also contains or it is steeped with might contain i don't know it looks no is that yeah no it does look like i've got some coffee kernels in mine but it um it is steeped with Guatemalan coffee. Okay. Gives it a very interesting flavor. So immediately when I tasted it with the O'Growler Express tonight, 
my response was like acidic, bitter, but sweet. Okay. Um, so basically, very, like, very like a cup of coffee. Like a cup of coffee, yeah, but not it, it, like all the flavors of coffee, but also the flavors of stout. If that makes sense, and it's nice and creamy. That's good. Yeah, it's very tasty. I I am pleasantly surprised. I had a brash. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of the beer, but they make a double IPA okay. that I had a taste of the other uh, day at the Growler Express as well, which was very tasty. Um, and additionally, had the Sam's Cream Ale. Have you had that one? Sam's Cream Ale from yeah. from Brash. It's not from Brash. No, I give me just a second. I'll look it up. Um, it is from Buffalo Bayou. Oh, okay. They... I was uh, I was pretty impressed with that one too. Not, I mean, as impressed as a cream ale can can be, right? Yeah. Um, very tasty. Could absolutely drink several of those in one sitting. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely. If you're anywhere near the South Austin area. Growler Express have they've done a really good job at remaking their beer menu a couple times now, and they're they're hitting on some real unique things that well, I haven't seen in these parts. Well, so. that's the key. That's the key to running a successful Growler Bar. One, you'll educate the populace on what some really good beers are, but two, like you can turn over your menu a lot. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have more than like if you have thirty taps, you shouldn't have more than three standard always on beers. And those no, are usually I, the low low ABV, sessionable, crushable beers that will run you for a sixty four ounce growler ten bucks. That's the ones you need to keep on at all times. That's why uh, Firestone Walker Lager and eight oh five are such big big hits at the growler bar down by uh, like by my house. That's taps and caps, right? No, the uh, Little Elm Craft House. Uh, it's the oh, one okay. that's right across the street from the beach. So there's a big public beach, uh, literally within a couple hundred yards from Little Elm Craft House. And people will come over and get a half gallon of beer, a jug of beer, <laughs> and walk over to the to the beach and just drink. And it, it, under, you know, 10 bucks for half a gallon of beer? Shit, yeah. Shit, so, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of variety in beers. Right. What I what I think what I'd like to see kind of and I understand it's summer, so you're seeing a lot of IPAs and but again, I beg the brewers out there just just venture outside of the IPA route. Like I understand it's a moneymaker. I get it, but man, I, I even on the racks on the shelves when you go look for unique beers. 90% of them are like IPAs or double IPAs. It's too much. We've reached peak IPA, okay? You know like how everybody said back in the day peak oil is here and they were lying? I'm not lying. This is peak IPA. We can't we can't have more of this shit. <laughs> Start making something else. Jeez. We've had enough. We've had our fill. We're that ready is for enough. something else. Exactly. Well, that is enough. Frank, you've inspired me to crack open another beer. And as you would guess, I of course am cracking open an IPA. <laughs> God damn it! No, that's the thing. Is like, 
it, it I, I understand people like IPAs. Don't get me wrong, and I and I do understand the need for a beer brand to establish itself quickly. Right. IPAs are a very good way to do that. Even our our uh, kind of two wheel up the road. One of their best sellers is called Race Point IPA. It's a good beer. It's a double IPA. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But man, I yearn for their special brews. Like they made a stout one time. I don't know if it's ever coming back, but it was great. Um, so yeah, at some point, just you know, we branch can't, out. Yeah, we're saturated. We're peak IPA, man. We're peak. Because <laughs> if they bring them out in the winter, they're like, oh, this is a double IPA, and you're like, is this supposed to remind me of warm weather, or is it like meant to warm me up in the? I don't understand this. Like, bring me a stout. Well, the like, reason there there is a reason they do some uh, IPAs specifically, like special releases in the winter time. That's typically they'll do wet hopped IPAs, and because there's a a fall harvest for hops, and when they do wet hops, it it's a different beer altogether. That's what you'll see Sierra Nevada Celebration. You'll see Deschutes Wet Hop, and mm-hmm. you will see Brian not fucking drinking IPAs because <laughs> I cannot stand wet hopped ipas the only one that i can stand and will stand for is sierra nevada celebration and that's because it has a very special place in my heart drinking a shit ton of them with Derek and frank in the w hotel one winter we did do that we <clears throat> went and uh <laughs> i just remember Derek going he was va- he was true value shopping he spent 14 dollars on four beers in a little four pack and I was it like, was a Jesus. celebration, bitches. Well, I go, Jesus, Derek, you spent $15? He was like, no, these are 11% alcohol each. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's something. I was just once going I, for flavor. Yeah, once I finish those four, that's value. Do you remember, Frank, that was the time that you bought the New Belgium uh, coconut curry Hefeweizen. Oh. <laughs> it tasted like dog shit. Mm-hmm. We got back to your hotel room and then uh, emptied the ice machine into your sink where we shoved all the bottles like we were having some sort of ghetto bottle service. We did We did have a double sink. So one sink was available. The other one was just packed with ice. Yeah, it uh, definitely not good memories of that beer. That was disgusting. But It was gross. I, I will commend Rash to put a full bow tie on it. This this one's this one's good. Highly recommend if you can find it. Brian, up in your area, yes. Um, the guys from the Growler, the Growler Express. I was talking to them right before because that's where I got my Growler of this beer. Um, they, I was saying that there's a there's that brewery in McKinney. What's the name of it? Not Francona. Tups. Tups. Yes. That's it. Does Tups do uh, kegs? Yes, nah, I, I I don't know outside of DFW what their mm-hmm. keg distribution looks like, but you guys are get, uh, Growler Express. Are they getting Pedicolas? The Pedicolas they are okay. So from what I've heard, and this is just on, word on the street, the Rumble in Russia Red Ale that Pedicolas does, but Michael Pedicolas, the owner, is a huge soccer fan, and I mean like diehard European soccer fan. Uh, so he makes every year, like uh, four years ago, he made Thrilla in Brazilla, which was mm-hmm. a like triple IPA that was just super green and dank. Like it literally had hops floating in every pint. They're getting the, they're getting the Russia beer here. You need to try it. Uh, okay, it's a six point eight percent red ale, 
And I'm me- methinks that it is uh, their like Velvet Hammer is their flagship, and it's a red IPA. And even though you're not a fan of IPAs, it's a it's a big ass beer, and uh, it's got some different characteristics to it. Uh, Pedicles does have a lot of they do a lot of uh, British beers and British beer styles. So mm-hmm. if you get your hand, I'm just going to throw out a few names for you and anyone listening in Austin this summer. Obviously, Slam Velvet Hammer. Yes. Also, yeah, sure, go to the Rumble in Russia. It's fun. It's here. But if you get a chance to try the Duke, you fucking punch children to get your way to the front to drink the Duke. <laughs> that shit is so good. It, it, you, it, I can't explain it. I literally I had my birthday party at the Petticolas Brewery one time just because they were doing a Duke release. They released the Duke and Sit Down or I'll Sit You Down, which if you're not an IPA fan, go ahead and stay away from that. Is the Duke is the Duke the white stout? No, 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 no. That's the Caucasian from uh, Texas Ale Project, and that is dog shit. Now, um, the Duke, however, is an English barley wine that comes in at a little over ten percent, I believe. It does Jesus. one does not fuck around. Uh, two. Pentecost is bringing big guns. Well, Pentecost, their flagship beer is a nine percent red IPA. Like, Jesus. okay, all right, you're gonna set the bar there, huh? Like, they have a. I mean, there's some of their lighter beers are right. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and freaking uh, stump for their golden opportunity or their whatever their weak shit is. I'm not a big fan of their Kolsch. Matter of fact, I think it tastes like diggity dog shit every time I've had it. But their big beers are flipping phenomenal. <laughs> They're very <laughs> very good. Even their like session IPA like like, like a pickaxe. Was very good. So anyway, get ready for that. You can fuck all with Tups. Tups is good. Tups will be around, and they'll make their way down there eventually. But Pedicolis is a special gift this summer. Well, I'm definitely excited for it because I saw their post about <clears throat> bringing down the trucks. The only the the box cars, or the box trucks were not refrigerated, which was interesting to me. So yeah, um, it's uh, they're a small company. That's that's, that's what it is. yeah, but I mean you can rent for something this big. You can rent a refrigerated truck for a day for five hundred bucks. It just seems a little bit irresponsible, but okay. They, um, may, they may have refrigeration in the like pumping into the back, but it's definitely yeah, it's definitely not going to be a reefer truck. Like it's, they're yeah. not going to have. It's gonna just be interesting. Temps. They had they had fifty kegs in the back. Yep. If you were one of the last deliveries, just let's see it. I just want to see. It was 105 degrees the day they did this trip, so yeah, find it yeah. interesting. Um, Hopefully, they left early. <laughs> I, by the looks of it, they left DFW right around eight. So I, oh, I, I'd imagine they did their rounds and probably were headed back to DFW around five. Okay, um, and that's why I'm saying the later you were in delivery, the more interesting that beer could be when you open it. But nah, it'll be fine because basically, if you get a keg delivered, like uh, refrigerated or not, unless it's on a on a true reefer truck, that keg's gonna sit in your cooler for at least 24 hours as it is. There's nothing wrong with those beers. There's nothing gonna be growing in them. Nothing gonna be funky with it. Uh, it's not like it's not like wine. No, remember, beer can get hot, get cold, get hot, get cold, and they're oh, never... that's true. We ship shit all the way from Europe with that. Okay, yeah. yep. 
False alarm. Yeah, no, Frank that's fine. Now, um, if, they, if they were shipping sour beers, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's in mm-hmm. kegs or what. You're like, all right, yeah, that for sure needs to be under refrigeration. <laughs> in 105, <laughs> you're going to kick up some weirdness. But Pedicolis is good. They're not going to have anything funky. So um, here's a question. Okay. The the uh, Allstadt. Have you had that? Allstadt? Yeah, Allstadt beers. Oh shit, that's the new German brewery in South Texas, isn't it? It is. I have not <clears> had it. Fredericksburg. Yet. Yeah, I guess Central Texas then. Yeah, and in what they call hill country. Um, so the reason I ask is, I'm a little bit hesitant. Okay, why? Hear me out. So, Allstadt just arrived on the scene, I'd say, probably actively four months ago. And they've done nothing but push the shit out of this beer. They have very little following, but they have, like, the right people in radio promoting them. Right. And it just just showed up all of a sudden. It's like, there's this German brewery in Fredericksburg, and so... I, I don't know. It's just it's an uncomfortable way of launching a beer brand in my mind. Like most of the times that I've wanted to try beer brands, it's out of a um, sort of hey, Brian's gone to the brewery. You know, like Petacolis. We tried Petacolis. We went to the brewery when it was shit. Like there was nothing. Yeah. They were doing like a miniature level of production out of that warehouse. Um, and now they're this big brand and I feel like that's the path people walk when they open up breweries and these Allstadt people, similar to the Sellers people, which is why I didn't try Sellers for quite some time. They, they have all this money behind them and you got to wonder like, is that even a craft? Is it a traditional craft beer? It's craft because it's German and it's a unique style and, are you talking Whatever, about ownership-wise? No, that doesn't even bother me because I drink Carbock and like, it's just it doesn't it, it doesn't seem wholesome to me. Like, it's just it feels weird that they're launching a brand and like pushing it on people this fast, this aggressively, um, with really shitty commercials. By the way, whoever is doing the the branding campaign it needs to reconsider the commercials for this beer. Yeah. I, that that part's unfortunate, but you have to remember that uh, anyone can start a brewery. And when I say anyone, I mean like there's a lot of marketing people who decide to start a brewery, and they may have some connections, places that most new brewers might not have. So, mm-hmm. for instance, Revolver is one. Revolver had an in with one of the country stations over in Fort Worth. So Revolver was early on like getting not free advertisement, but some really like weirdly forward advertising for yeah. for a brewery that is out in the middle of nowhere. And this is before they got bur- uh, bought out by Miller Coors. So it, you have to think, there's sometimes it's about who you know, and that translates over into the beer world. Cellus is one that, if you weren't in the beer world, the craft beer world in the 90s, it would have seemed like you said, like, where the hell is this brand coming from? Why are so many people hyped about this? And why is this in our faces? But you have to think, 
that that literally the woman who started that brewery has been spent her entire life in the beer business and I mean, no and i mean the story you told me made me accept Celis. like right i'm 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 hoping there's some kind of story like that behind allstott because they do they've got <clears throat> their claim is they're a bavarian style german brewery right. and they're the only ones in texas okay fair and Okay. Not, not, I mean, not accurate, but fair. I'll take that. I'll take that advertisement from you. Well, they said, "Who else does Bavarian?" Uh, everyone who brews a fucking lager. Oh, okay. <laughs> Austin. Okay, so ABG, ABG, Austin Brewer, Austin Beer Works, Beer Garden. What? What the fuck? Whatever that goddamn best yeah, lager. ABGB. A A G B G A B what A B Austin Beer Garden Brewery. Austin Beer Garden A-B-G-B. Brewery. All right. All right. <laughs> Step on into ABGB. Insert <laughs> reference here. No, they do they're they're Bavarian style beers. Um let's see. The uh, uh, Big Bend the one that you the Prince of Wales I didn't realize first off that Prince of Wales was brewed by Big Ben Brewing uh, but they have traditional German style beers that they do um, how about this little one uh, not too far from you I believe it's pronounced Spetzel Brewery in Shiner Texas Shiner. <laughs> I, I mean you can shit on it for being a giant national brand all you want oh okay but... so here's here's what they do okay okay their claim is that they are Traditional Bavarian holding to the standards with imported hand-selected equipment from Germany. Okay. That's, that's their claim. Okay, so what you did was you got a bank loan for way more money than you should have used to get equipment shipped from Germany. Neat. Congratulations. Uh, so here's the deal. Do they also adhere to the Reinheitsgebot? Because <laughs> if not, then they can go fuck off. No, the ger- that's the German purity law, right? Yes. They do. They do. Alstadt. I'm misspelling this. I know I am. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just Allstadt. Oh, Allstadt. It's got a D thrown in there. That's what throws you yeah, off. Yeah, but they Allstadt. Away, oh, I know. They- so, I mean, listen, if I am... I could just tell you from the first, their, their splash page here, <laughs> that... If I am a white nationalist and I'm looking for a place to go drink beer, I'm going to go here right away. <laughs> I mean, if it I doesn't mean, seem like a very inviting place. But Fredericksburg but, really isn't a very inviting place no, for, for anyone other than white people. Yeah, when my wife and I went, it was, you know, it wasn't the weirdest Texas experience that we've had, but it is up there. You know what I mean? Like. There's some people who were overtly nice to us, and I'm like, now, you're I, the movie hasn't been made yet, but you're trying to get out us right now. You're trying to fucking. Well, here, here's here's the problem with with the Fredericksburg High Texas area. Okay, uh, besides the lack of diversity, there's a significant amount of of scamming of people going on there. Okay, yeah, there are so many vineyards there. Producing, producing, shit, producing, producing <laughs> shit wines. Okay, um, yeah, just just the worst wines. Um, Definitely not tastes, the best. No, taste tastes like 
grape juice. And then there are others that are actually good, like really good vineyards. If if you have the opportunity to go to Fredericksburg, William Chris is one of the best vineyards in Texas, but makes one of the best Tempranillos I've ever had. Uh, yeah. And it it gets made right here. Uh, Pernalis, that winery? Yeah. Fucking great, great wines. We never had, we didn't have a wine that was like, meh, the entire time yeah. we were down there. But again, all of those wines were made, like the grapes were grown in Texas. They were all Spanish origin wines because we have very similar, like, you know. Terroir. Uh, climates. Yeah. So, but they they were really unique and good tasting wines. Everything else, though, tasted like, oh, cool. So you threw in some Welches and uh, like a touch of vodka and then maybe looked at yeast while you were blending this shit together and you were like, nah, this is good. Look at this. Look at what <clears throat> we I'm, did. I'm we made not, a thing. I'm, I'm not one to like, there are good vineyards in Texas. We have like plenty of good vineyards, actually. There are just some of them that people go to for I'm I can only imagine it's because it's cheap. That's that's really all like the only way that I could explain some of these places selling wine. Frank, there's there uh, oof, I don't know if you heard me talk about North Texas wine country before, but that's mm-hmm. a thing. Okay? Or no, I'm sorry, North Texas Hill Country wines. That's, that's, that's that's what you called it. That's yep. what it. That no, they. Well, you gave it, a glowing review of us going to their tasting room an hour and a half away from your house. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't wait for y'all to come up and join us the next time <laughs> because y'all, if you've ever been underwhelmed before, you, <laughs> this will take the cake. <laughs> Oh man, and your wife was so stoked. <laughs> She's always stoked, and you know what? Fine, if if like that's what makes her happy, let's. I will be DD and spend way too much money taking her out there. I can, a good time. You know, I can almost guarantee, knowing your wife and our friendship, I will enjoy probably the exact same wines that she enjoys. No, I don't think so, Frank. <laughs> I, you, I, I can tell you. It, it will be like, okay, this is a fine drinking wine. Nothing nothing too out of this world. This is fine. Yeah, I mean, and again, there is some of that whole, you know, Welch's and vodka, Welch's and Svedka, whatever you want to, maybe, maybe Stobieski or whatever, like whatever is in a plastic bottle, maybe throw that in there. The McCormick's. Yeah, McCormick's, there we go, perfect. Heaven's Hill. <laughs> It's. Uh-huh. I mean, it is what it is, and you can't expect too much. But at the same time, like, also don't expect me to pay. I'm sorry. What, what's this <laughs> bottle price? It's a thirty-five dollars a bottle. <laughs> you can go completely fuck yourself. There's no way that's happening. I will it say absolutely. this. We we went to uh, last time we went to Oklahoma. We went to a Norman winery, which is. It's so it's such a dumbfounding statement. I don't know. Like, I didn't think that I would <laughs> yeah, actually go. Like, it freezes there. It's right. not frost. It, the, the fucking ground freezes. Yeah. They import all the grapes. Oh, 100%. But here's the deal. The dude blends Did they have some fake vineyards out there? No, they didn't even try to fuck around with it. They were just like, <laughs> drive out in the middle of nowhere and like, drink some wine at this dude's house. But you know what? We went out there, and the first time we went out, it was... It was super weird. Like, we pulled into the parking lot, and I'm like, geez, there's a lot of fucking people here. This seems legit. 
And we walk in the front door, and there are these two people sitting at a table, and they're like, you here for the concert? Like, <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, if our answer isn't immediately yes, then we've made a mistake here. <laughs> so when my wife and I were like, um... We're actually here for the wine yeah, tour. They, they, we said that, and they looked at us like, these fucking assholes. They were like, well, it's a charity concert happening today. I was like, well, that's great. Does that mean we can't have wine today? <laughs> they were like, well, you really need a wristband. And I was like, I could give a, I could give any fucks more about the person singing right now. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't care. They're like, not even good. <laughs> I go, you know what? We'll come back. And the lady, I could tell that the person working the, the table was with the concert and not the vineyard because they were like, all right, have a good day. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you can go fuck off. <laughs> so we came back the next weekend. We happened to be coming back up uh, the next weekend for something else, and we had some time. So we went back out to the vineyard. And I mean, sure enough, we were the only people there. <laughs> I mean, literally my wife, my mom, and my daughter sat down at a card table with a picnic table cloth like cover over the top of it and uh this dude basically poured us any wine that we wanted uh to for 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 tasting Uh, pretty damn close so here's the deal you can get and this is what's kind of cool is they've done their research and figured out how to how to bait some people in here so you can do a four a three wine tasting for seven dollars or three wine tasting for six dollars and the wines are like four ounces each. I'm like, okay, that's reasonable, not bad. Or you can do a six wine tasting at one ounce each, and you get a free glass for seven dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, just give me a fucking glass because <laughs> I just let's just do this because I don't have enough of those. Because I don't have enough of those. But uh, so we actually don't because as much as I love the wine glasses that you know you get from these uh, tasting trips. The glass is also incredibly thin and they is, break very easily. is so easy. So Mrs. Brian has stuck her thumb through two Ugh. different Dripping Springs wine glasses. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but what's also cool, and little uh, side note for our listeners, uh, wine glasses are typically, like branded wine glasses, are typically marked either by branding or by little lines designating how many ounces are in the glass for tasting mm-hmm. room people. So if you look and you measure out wine glasses, you can see that maybe a, a line in the logo is at, exactly at the four, five, six ounce mark. And, and that makes it kind of nice if you're trying to watch what, you know, how much alcohol you're intaking or, you know, counting calories, whatever it is, it makes it a little bit easier. So life pro tip there for you. Anyway, so the three of us tasted wine. Uh, my daughter even got a sparkling apple juice uh, can soda that she that she enjoyed quite enjoyed. And Frank, we left there. I was fourteen dollars lighter, and that was after a four dollar tip. Oh my! I was like, "Is this right?" He goes, "Yeah, man, you guys are nice. Don't worry about it." <laughs> also, each of us got eight wines. <laughs> like, and you know what? Like as as much as I was like, I literally went in just thinking this is going to be a shit wine experience. It's Norman, Oklahoma. What possibly could be good out of here? And I'm gonna, I mean, dead honest with you, out of the eight wines, there was only two that I wouldn't order again. Like if okay. we went back, like I wouldn't. I would say nah. It was that good. Like it was. It, it was, was that tasty. 
it was yeah, it was tasty. There was there was some validity to the flavors that they had in their wine. Okay, I mean it's nothing that I'm. And the other thing is, like, if you wanted to buy bottles, you could buy them there. And the most expensive bottle was sixteen dollars. That's worth it. Yeah, it is. Like because we found their wine at a liquor store there in Norman. We bought it the weekend before because after we got turned down for the freaking charity concert, we were like, well, this is kind of bullshit. We'll just go buy some wine over here and taste it out and see if we even want to go back. Well. We tasted it, and the wine was kind of fucking shit. And we were really disappointed. We were like, okay, you know, we've already made this commitment. We're gonna fu- we're going back out. And what we realized was that wine was made like way back in the day. It was way old, and it wasn't like I don't even think it was made by the same person. So, oh wow, that's how old it was. Um, because it also wasn't on their menu when we went back out to the tasting room the next weekend. So I don't know. Overall, it was kind of cool. What I will say is. There's a lot of sweet wine in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and you normally... So, a lot of the grapes... There is a grape-growing region right there near Lubbock. Yeah. Um, that grows a lot of white grapes. And a good proportion of those grapes tend to be used for sweeter wines. Um, they also grow some along the Red River Valley because it doesn't completely freeze. Um yeah, it's interesting. Texas wine country is an interesting place. There, there definitely is the opportunity for great wines, um, but be prepared to not really know where to go if you visit Fredericksburg. And don't trust oh, these wine tour God. people. Like, no. Do some research beforehand. <clears throat> drive out to the ones that actual wine people tell you are decent because... You will waste some serious time. And if you if you have absolutely no idea where to go, go to William Chris, spend the day there. You will not have one single bad wine. Yeah, um, you know what I found? The further off of the main highway there, <laughs> the better the wine got. <laughs> well, it's like and it, it, half these people spend so much money on the building where you're tasting the wine that I, I don't honestly like that is why they're charging fifty dollars a bottle and they're not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, man. It's I don't know. And then another decent way to experience Texas wine, if you uh, so choose to have the urge to to kind of taste Texas wines, um, they they do in the hill country have Texas wine specific wine tasting rooms yeah and they can be pretty decent like 12 bucks will get you six pours two ounces of of each wine um and that that can at least tell you which vineyards to go to but yeah it really annoyed me when i went out there that i started just looking looking at i was i was specifically going out there for william chris and i asked the guy at william chris which other vineyards would you recommend that do Texas wines. And he goes, well, first off, 90% of the people in Fredericksburg don't do straight-up Texas wine. They blend or they make California wine in Texas. Yeah. I said, okay, well, which ones do? And he recommended, like, two or three others. But, yeah, most people are just getting ripped off. Like, they're driving all the way to Hill Country of Texas to go drink some sweet-ass California wines, (laughs) which aren't even that good to start with. So what kills me about Oklahoma wines is, and this is not just uh, to the brewery that or the winery that I went to in Norman, which by the way is called Native Spirits. Mm. Um, <clears throat> cool last name, anyway. That is cool. So uh, they did a lot of these. Like they had a quarter of their menu 
of their tasting menu was sweet wines. But at least they called it out, and the rest of their wines weren't overtly sweet, so it was kind of a nice experience. Um, but a lot of the Oklahoma wineries that I've been to use a lot. I mean, they were talking like blackberry wine, peach wine, strawberry wine, like all these like fruited, heavy, heavy fruited wines. And I'm like, first off, some of these fruits aren't even fucking grown in Oklahoma, dude. <laughs> like, don't even, don't even kind of lie to me. <laughs> uh, but then there's some of the others that are like uh, peach wine. It was like a Moscato grape blended with peach juice, and like it was like a legit like sweet white wine. And I know that the peaches were from Stratford, Oklahoma, because they have like Stratford Peach Fest. And there's shit tons of peaches, like literally lousy with peaches down there. But at the same time, like. Why? What? What? What is it about uh, the uneducated wine drinker and drinking super, super sweet beverages? Well, I think it's just really approachable. Like that's that's all I can think of. Because um, the downside to really sweet wines, if you've never had them and never had them in quantity, if you're smart enough to never have had them in qu- like high quantities, is that the hangover they produce is just. Fucking crippling. <laughs> I don't it know is. How else to describe it. <laughs> no, it absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the introductory wines that people end up being like really fascinated with just end up being some of the worst wines they'll ever have. But that's the same can be said for beer, right? Like we used to do Berry Vice and be like, oh, we're drinking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Berry Vice is God's gift to alcohol. It is. It's next. So I don't know why you're even putting that in the same category. And also what I'm saying is, is it's a good introductory. Also, I can drink a case of Berry Vice and not have a hangover. I can't. I, I'm saying I've that ever... I'm saying that hoping that some listener out there will send me a case of berry vice to put this to the test. And you know what? I might lose, but I'll enjoy every second of that 24 pack of goodness. Well, so <clears throat> Brian, I think it's time for a beer count. Um, well, my soundboard uh, closed itself, so give me a second. There we go. Okay. Hear ye, it's time for a beer count. Listen to these track beers. All right, uh, looks like Frank and I both used this beer count opportunity to go grab another beer because <laughs> he's gone. I went to go get another beer and uh, came back to nothing on the webcam for Frank. <laughs> um, but as I'm talking, I'm pouring my third beer of the evening, or of the cast. Uh, so you remember I started out with Prairie Artisan Ale's Twist, and then I moved over to an IPA that remained unnamed. Uh, but it was actually Rough Tail's E-Juice. It is their orange creamsicle version of E-Juice. It was, if you were wondering, amazing. And now I'm drinking my last of my favorite Rough Tail beers. This is Adaptation 12. This is their, uh, let's see, oh yeah, it's just called uh, number 12. Uh, they, uh, so rough t- if you ever get any Rough Tail beers, if you ever get your hands on them, their packaged on dates always have something fun and exciting on there. Sometimes it'll just be, you know, Orange Creamsicle, which is a variation of what the, what the label says. 
Um, other times it says something like KDH is a beast, some shit like that, some real inside jokes. It's always fun to, to take a look at it and see what's on there. Anyway, adaptation number 12 is uh, Matt Denham, the brewer there at uh, Rough Tail. I think it's his finest work. It's got golden naked oats. And I believe, if I remember correctly, the most, like the highest amount of dry hops ever to go into a batch of beer at a Rough Tail. Uh, which means this thing is super aromatic. I mean, it is a... It's a, it's an aroma bomb. I don't know how else to say it. It's also uh, spilling, to, yeah, spilling all over to. my fucking brand new koozie. So, that'll be great. <clears throat> Frank, <coughs> as I aspirate on beer, how uh, what are you up to? Yeah, so I am oh, on my second beer for the night. Just poured it. Waiting for the foam to just settle a little bit as they are able to kind of really mount up on porters, which kind of sucks. But I'm having the Founders Porter. Oh, this is yeah. Thank you. That is, that is God, Hector. That is my so porters. I mean, Frank, go ahead and go ahead and tell me more about what you're drinking because I I want to hear it from you. I I fucking love this beer. So. As porters go, <clears throat> you tend to have super coffee, super overpowering, uh, overpowering, overpowering uh, flavors that kind of emanate from them. And this one, to me, is just so well balanced. It it's got the hints of coffee flavor. It has the hint of kind of roasted malt. It's got it's just everything so well balanced, and it clocks in at a measly. Six and a half percent, which is perfect. Like that's an absolutely drinkable beer. I mean, honestly, it's a little <laughs> on the high end for porters, but it is Founders, and they are very an Amer- very much an American brewery. So six and a half is still so goddamn good. It's perfect. Like what I what spot. I guess to me, I'm used to the stout porter. Like we're about to have Parker join us. He's drinking Dirty Bastard, which like, is Scotch ale from hell. I'm just used to these darker beers having insane ABVs, and then if I need to back it off but still want a a dark beer, I'm stuck with Guinness. And I love Guinness, don't get me wrong, Um, but I I sometimes now consider Founders if they have it. Not a lot of people carry this one, but yeah, the Express has it on tap at the moment. No shit. I don't know that it's going to last very long. Fuck. If you get a chance, yeah, go get yourself a growler and drink it uh, as soon as you can because I also wouldn't leave much of this in the fridge for too long. Um, but it's it's delicious. It's so good. So I think we've discussed my, my rankings of beer styles <laughs> from time to time. We have, yeah. Uh, Anchor Porter, number one. But hands Anchor down. which one? No, just the Anchor Porter. Just the Anchor Porter, okay. It is by far, like... It is the best porter in America. Number two, and we're talking like near as makes no difference. Number two is Founders Porter. Like when I saw the package with the old weird lady with this dumb hat, like <laughs> on the six pack, and you're like, this is going to be fucking horse shit. This is some nonsense. And you drink it, you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I forgot what I'm messing with here. It is, it's so fucking good. Like, you want to talk about a brewery who knows what they're doing, and that sounds ridiculous because Founders is, like, quickly growing to be one of the top ten breweries in America. 
That beer is so fucking good. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I've not had, and I think Parker said this one time as well. Oh, wow. I've not had a bad park, uh, a bad Parker, a bad Founder beer. Um, oh, Founders shit. just consistently. If I'm going to purchase a beer from Founders, I know it's going to be in its style drinkable, if not one of the better ones I've had. Right. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Like that, I mean, the all-day IPA, right? Like, take that to the river and smoke it. Like, it's oh, fucking yeah. phenomenal. It's perfect. Uh, they have another one that's called the KC uh, Pills or some shit like that. That's also is is a great beer. Yeah. yeah, people people will go crazy for KBS and CBS and all the and those are breakfast all good. stouts. Yeah, they're they're great. But I mean, when you talk about those low ABV beers and how drinkable they are and how cost effective they are to produce like mm-hmm. i've talked about being able to go to my walmart out in the country here and pick up a 19 ounce stovepipe of all day ipa and i for a dollar 70 a can are you fucking kidding me i'll do that all day it's i great. mean that, that's there's no better value no there's not because i mean I, I'm, I'm the type of person who literally has i may have 50 beers in my house at any given time and there's probably only there may be forty seven different beers in my house. Mm-hmm. Like there's only a handful that I keep multiples of, and so a nineteen ounce stovepipe, primo, primo pickup. Um, speaking of primo pickup, uh, well, I don't know how I'm going to fucking transition into this, but I'm just going <laughs> yeah, to talk about. I'm just going to talk about. I'm just going to talk about World Cup. How are you? How are you feeling? Do it without a player. How are you doing? Yeah, you quickly saw I jumped out of the plane and I looked back and I saw in the door was hanging my parachute and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> fuck, that's not on me, is it? Well, we're gonna Do see it. how this works out. I'm hoping I'll try to come down and save you. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. Quickly hop down and talk about World Cup with me. <laughs> so you know, I, I think I don't know if we said it on the cast, but I do remember sending it to the thread that I think, uh, or I thought that this was going to be one of our most competitive world cups of our lifetime. Like it just, everything screamed at the beginning that the talent that's been around in world soccer for the past four years has been very different than the talent that I've seen. And I've followed soccer for a long time. Um, and it's proving out to be that way in the World Cup because um, every team has a star uh, that can take over. Some team have some teams have multiple Germany, Belgium, Brazil, Spain. Others have um, at least one if not two, but but the rest of them play in, in leagues that you don't necessarily think of as being, the top, but they perform at the top of those leagues, so they won't be considered like world powerhouses, but they're some of the best players in that league. Um, so, <clears throat> what I'm specifically speaking to there is your uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your players from Roma, um, teams like that who, who, who surprised everyone in the Champions League this year by going as far as they did, knocking off Barcelona. Um, so, you're you're seeing that competitive play translate through into the World Cup. It's a beautiful thing because right now, if you were placing a bet on who's going to win this World Cup, you're as comfortable with that bet as you were filling out your bracket day one. 
nothing nothing has made you more convinced of any team's prospect other than the teams that obviously have now fallen out of the cup. Um, so of the 16 teams that will be remaining tomorrow, after we see another day of anybody can get through soccer. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Literally anything can happen today. Yeah. Soccer. So um, after we see that, then you're, then you're dealing with Brazil playing Mexico. Can Brazil beat Mexico? They should. Can Mexico beat Brazil? Mexico can certainly give them a run for their money. Mexico can park the bus and counter when they get the chance. If they counter and they, they snag a goal, they can do exactly what Korea did to Germany. And that's going to be Mexico's strategy. Park the bus, play good defense like they have the whole World Cup except for the last 40 minutes of the Sweden game. Right. Um, do that and move on. Um, France plays Argentina. Can France beat Argentina? They should. Should Argentina be competitive against France? Absolutely. They have more talent on the field, but they're older. So what's going to happen there? Nobody fucking knows. So as you go through these lineups, the only team that I am supremely confident of, and I probably shouldn't, like, say it too loudly, but Belgium looks like a fucking machine. What's that? What? I'm sorry, what? Belgium looks like a machine. Mm. (laughs) That's funny because I, I know I have I know I have audio somewhere of someone shitting so hard on the country of Belgium, and I believe um, you referred to them as uh, Germany's doorstep, and then another thing of like or Germany's floor like a I don't know welcome mat or some shit like that, and there's another time that you said that they were an absolutely worthless country. Nothing good has ever come out are- of Belgium. They are Europe's flyover country. Oh my god! I hope I hope Belgium wins the fucking World Cup. Like, I hope I, I hope it comes down to me- I don't even know how the brackets set up, but if it comes down to Messi PK against a fucking Belgium against a Belgian goalie, second string Belgian goalie, I hope he oh fingertips Messi's kick out of the net and it just slowly drifts out of play to a Belgium victory. That would be karma. That would be karma. <laughs> I, I will say um, my team in the World Cup is Spain. I root for Messi because of his Barcelona connections, and I love the man. But It's insane uh, to watch him play on that fucking team. Like, I think the world has seen this year. It's like, wait, oh, shit. Everyone has to kind of play good because mm-hmm. Messi's playing like a god on the field, and his team is still floundering. And, you know, like, he has played, of the World Cups he's played in, the first two performances probably go down as, as his worst um, ever. Yeah. The last game, he showed up when it needed, uh, when the team needed him. He played real well. Um, but he's going to have to step it up. I mean, I'm not going to put it past Messi um, as far as the blame goes. He, he deserves some blame. He um, definitely... So the the strategy with a player like Messi and Ronaldo, they're in their early 30s. They, to last 90 minutes, need to walk part of the match. And normally the way that they kind of compensate for it is by um, staying, not really going across midfield. They'll, they'll kind of hug up to the midfield line, but they won't, they won't go too far past it unless the ball comes their way. Yeah. 
Messi has on a couple of occasions this World Cup, and it's the first time I've seen him do it. And I, I have no doubt it's because the the possession that his team has secured um, sort of convinced him, hey, it's not it's not really going to be. Um, this isn't an attacking position. Let's kind of they're going to win the ball ball back anyways. But he's kind of at at points backed off when I would like him to be more active. But, I mean, I, I think the writing's on the wall for Argentina, unfortunately. Like, they just they are not playing at the level um, that they should be. Just like the Germans, I, if, if you thought Germany was going to get through mm. after a defeat against Mexico, after playing a um, very close game, scoring a last-minute goal against Sweden, that these aren't... No World Cup victory ultimate victory in the world cup comes from that story no like it just doesn't <laughs> no after watching the first game i was uh, with mexico i was like ah shit i shouldn't have picked germany to go through to the finals that's <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be a good that's not gonna be a good pick now okay so belgium yes if belgium wins i will be um eating my eating my words but it will not change the fact that those people still live in belgium so <laughs> Um, Are you saying if they win, it's like, ah, yeah, have that one. You... Yeah, you can have it in your fucking chocolate and your beer, and we'll just buy it outside of your country so we don't have to eat it there. Um, God damn it. So, wow. God damn it, dude. That place sucks so bad. It's um, one of my bucket list places to go. Uh, because of the beer. That's the only reason. Beer in history. Beer in beer. beer World War One history. That's it, really. Okay, yeah. yeah. And you can step on some landmines. That's what they've got. <laughs> ah, you can do the same got. thing in Vietnam, okay? So. Okay, so <laughs> in South Africa, we take you to a diamond mine. Hey, maybe you can find a diamond. There, they just go, hey, that's the red zone. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> A kid died oh, once in the eighties. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna Don't say, go back. you're there forever now. Take it to a um, diamond mine, and there's a hand. Don't ask uh, about that little guy. Yeah, that was last week's trip. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got so, a little grabby. So yeah, I mean the fact that these places still have like entire live units. ammunition. Oh yeah, well I mean there's a you you, you can be a munitions expert as a career because you go to these fields every day trying to like deconstruct live bombs save the, lives it's fucking That's what you're saying ridiculous. to me hey man we have you ever seen the hurt locker jeremy renner that was he did that that was what he did mm-hmm. yeah. yeah did daisy chain bombs and stuff like that i saw i yeah, saw the movie it was a good one that's right yeah won one. an oscar did so the uh you're not sure what for though. It wasn't best movie. No, it was but. best adaptation of a real life event uh, involving um, de- de- deconstructing bombs and actually uh, the very specific Oscar. Yes, the very, very specific, specific Oscar. The only other one running that year was Ardennes. Ardennes. Uh, That's what it was. Oh, and 
and D's nuts. No, Argent, um, it's a forest in Belgium, Frank, you ass. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jeez. All right, that's fine. That's one that's got all the holes and mounds. and That's the one they send you to walk across. That is... Instead of, de- instead of the death penalty in Belgium, it is widely known <laughs> they send you to the red zone, and if you make it across, you deserve to live. They, um, they actually, that's their Russian roulette, is the red zone. <laughs> they just get to walk in, asshole. Welcome, mm-hmm. welcome to college, freshie. You gotta take the red zone challenge. About to be in a world of hurt. <laughs> Literally, or at least have a <laughs> leg blown off. Just remember, you won't recall it. <laughs> we Re- leave you out there. Remember, um, you won't recall it. All so, right. there's a lot. Okay, to so as much as I shit on Belgium, they are by no means as bad as if the British were to win this thing. Oh, okay. so you're saying England wins this, Frank's done with soccer. Oh, God, Possibly I'm not going to be forever. done with soccer, but this is going to be really difficult, people. I don't think if... Is it England, worse than the Yankees England, winning the... England, England can sniff the makings of a title, meaning they're in, like, the quarterfinals, yeah. and they won't shut up about it. Like, <laughs> it, it is just... Oh, man, it is the worst. When they won the the Rugby World Cup, and they did it in the same fashion as we did it with the Johnny Wilkins drop goal, and we had a, a Joel Stransky drop goal. Wow. The they started just... immediately claiming that their drop goal was better. Ah. Now, okay, uh, really, okay, yeah, against New Zealand was ours. Yours was against fucking France. Why were you in a situation where you were doing that against Fr- No one knows to this day. No one knows. So, the British have this way... Which Americans you do it too, but they do it worse. Well, so. I I mean we don't know Every, we don't know any better. There's never a reason for them to lose. It's never because they're bad. It's because something something something, and then we lost. Okay. Okay. When they win, it immediately goes to the greatest moments in sporting history. It's not just <laughs> England won a World Cup that was very competitive, yet undermanned because Brazil and Germany and Argentina and Spain didn't make to the finals. They were playing fucking Morocco or some shit. No, that won't be the storyline. It will be England coming back from years of not winning a game and 1966 was the last time they were in the finals of the World Cup and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da and every one of those fucks will be knighted and they won't have (laughs) dentistry work done before it happens. Um, I swear the whole fucking island, they have like three dentists for all of all of Great Britain. Um, it's it's just horrible, man. And then you get them on camera. What are you doing out there? Scoring goals? Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Nice. Field, fucking finally win a World Cup, you twat. And you'll just hear people like cussing for no fucking reason, right? Kind of like what we like, do here on this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, but we have an explicit rating. Ah, um, so yeah, that's oh, what finally e, the Clumps did it. Yeah. They finally did it. The E is for England and explicit. Yeah, it's oh god, no, wait. Actually, <laughs> everybody should just see England win one time, and they will be known as like 
they're, they're like the Yankees winning. Well, that's what I was saying. No, it, we, okay, so it's not just like the Yankees winning the World Series. It's like the Yankees winning the Super Bowl is what I feel like oh, it is. Yeah, Where you're yeah. just like, they said we couldn't do it, but here we are, motherfuckers. We are in it all day long. And they're they're ranked like <laughs> fifth in the world. Like this isn't something that's just like that isn't <laughs> supposed to happen, right? But they will tell you based on their history and how long it's been and all this shit that ah oh, yeah, it's just it's the worst. It's they're not ranked fifth in the world. I'm wrong, but fucking <laughs> it's really oh, it's funny. the worst, man. It is the worst. They're twelfth. Spain is ten. So of the of the of the teams that are left, if we get it like bring it back to not shitting on other countries because fuck Belgium and England. But, um, Welcome, Parker. We've got we've got Brazil. He's got obviously a very good shot. Even though I want to see Neymar shit the bed because he Hold betrayed Barcelona. He betrayed Barcelona. So, so fuck him. Yeah. Um, and then Portugal, who you know has Cristiano Ronaldo, who. Mm, he's kind of good. He he, uh, he made some people look cannot, like <laughs> words cannot describe my hatred for that man. But he made some um, people look like real dipshits in that first game that he played. <laughs> he did. He got a fucking hat trick in the first the opening game of the World Cup. He did. He did. Best. Man, two of those goals did not need to happen. No, Just they didn't. <laughs> hey, we were trying to get that uh, GD up, that goal differential. We got to get it up, man. And it, 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 you know the worst part about Busquets. The slide tackle that gave him that penalty kick where he got to pull up a shorts. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody knows he's got thighs of fucking David. Like, <laughs> Okay, all right. Feels like you're lusting over him now. So when, uh, when, when, No, when, I'm right. not. I'm not. Okay, it is right. frustrating. Okay, sure, this sure, man, sure, sure. Uh, Sexual the, frustration. The best thing that ever happened to Cristiano Ronaldo was that, that reincarnated face mask of his that they put up. No, <laughs> yeah. <a> <laughs> um, that... Cool. That couldn't have happened to a better guy. And, and 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 okay, that's on the field banter. Off the field, he's a great guy, and I just don't want to see him win a World Cup and Messi not win a World Cup. <laughs> so okay, so that's to your to your point. to your national team rankings that you threw out just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Did you did you? I, I might have missed it. Maybe I didn't. I know I didn't. Did you say who was number one? Uh, Germany, yeah. yeah but and so, where did Germany finish this World Cup? <laughs> zero in the bottom um, of the table. So uh, okay, so just a couple things to note about these rankings, right? They're padded. FIFA does not demand that you play certain competition. Okay, so they're so the all Argent- padded. The Argentina fifth ranking seems a bit high. They it is high for the for for the current quality of the team. It's high. Switzerland's ranking is not high enough, okay? Yeah. They they get accused of padding all the fucking time, and Germany plays fucking America, okay? So um, when you go through this list, certain people have padded stats. The people that don't really have padded stats at the moment are Belgium, Switzerland, France, um, Spain to a, to a good extent um, for this go-around. And every go-around, it's different because you... Right. you yeah, so and your team turns um, over pretty heavily each. Yeah, every because four the things years. that separate the, the 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 Europe sides is not playing each other; it's playing outside of Europe, and right. those matches you sort of get to choose. So, um, yeah, Poland's great. They've got Lewandowski. Um, 
Dude, we're, we're in for a hell of a finish to this World Cup. Anybody's got a shot. My feeling, I'm not exactly sure how the brackets line up, but Portugal and Belgium will play each other fairly shortly, um, semis or finals. And if it's in the finals, I've got to go with Belgium. If it's before that, Cristiano Ronaldo can take a game over and... I don't know. It's it. I just I've got a feeling it's going to come down to those two teams and potentially Spain. Frank, um, I I I, I got to get this off my chest, man. I've been thinking about this for quite some time. I want to go ahead and call it in twenty twenty twenty. Ronaldo breaks his leg. No, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Bosnia Herzegovina is going to the finals of the World Cup. I'm, okay. I'm saying it right here. <laughs> Mark my words. It's <laughs> well, it's going to be a wild ride. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. Well, Morocco made it. They're one spot right below them. So hey, and uh, I, right? I mean, I don't think they're playing in the same uh, categories. Matter of fact, I think I'm pretty sure Bosnia and Herzegovina. Would, or, I'm sorry, Herzegovina. Herzegovina. Uh, they would have to play some European countries. I mean, they would have to fucking beat out. Well, their yeah, their their qualification probably goes through Slovenia, Poland. That it was Eastern because so, Eastern Europe has its own qualifying block. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, doesn't look easy either. <laughs> no, so it'll dude, it'll be interesting. I uh, I personally am rooting hard for Spain because they're very fucking talented and I really hope Isco Isco goes and takes over this World Cup because he he has been I don't know if you've watched any Spain games but Isco has been just a thing of beauty to watch um, just a dick hardening performance he, from well, Isco he's, Sauer he's, he's the closest to Messi-esque skills at his age um, as anybody out there at the moment. So I, yeah, Isco all the way. Let's go Spain. I'm going to, in, in honor, in, in honor of the Messi connection and knowing that he is not Argentine, I'm going to call him Pisco Sour and Pisco Sour is going to help Spain win the world cup. I'll go, I'll go with that. He played for Spain. You're going with Spain. Does he go? Is he play for Spain? I mean, I feel like that's the that's the rational answer. I mean, I really want Belgium to win. <laughs> well, Isco, not Pisco. No, no, I know that's what I said, but I'm going to call him Pisco Sour. That's what I do. Uh, it's a little so, p, uh, it, uppercase i. Spain, Spain, from a talent perspective, has, if not the most, damn near the most talent left in the tournament. Brazil has a lot of talent. They're very young, inexperienced. Um, Although it yeah, would be it would be badass to see Mexico go on. I mean, uh, what it would they need some luck? But yeah, it would some luck. But wouldn't that shit make a fun a, a fun viewing experience? Oh, absolutely. And the style. So here's it. Just okay. We need to move on from the World Cup. But here's the final thing: the Mexico game. If they get demolished, it will be because they don't park the bus. If they park the bus, the Brazilians are good. At, at at playing soccer over the top, right? So using a midfielder to catch a player in stride, Paulinho, uh, Thiago Silva, Neymar, you name it, they'll go for the through ball. Their passes over the top are so fucking on point. And, and, and the, the 
forwards on Brazil have such just soft feet and soft first touches that they don't need room to punish you. And if Mexico does not play, I mean, if they play the, the 90 minutes like they played the last 40 today, it will be 6 nothing. Huh. But if if they did what they did against Mexico or what they did against Germany and stole a goal um, by playing good defense primarily and then counterattacking, they can beat Brazil. They absolutely can because Brazil is not – they're not a team that's big enough and comfortable enough in, in tight soccer, right, um, when someone parks the bus on them that they're not used to that. Um, they're not used to about? having to score. What? Parking the bus. What you, what, it basically means playing heavy, like a, a, a defensive offense, basically holding on to the ball, running the clock down. Well, that's making making making, making yeah, a lot of so, making a lot of passes in the backfield without crossing the center field or the the center line and when you, yeah, attacking. Well, hold on. So when you get possession, that is what you do. But what what the true term comes from is. And South Korea did it today. If you want to go see why Germany lost, they put all 11 men on the one side of half of, of, of midfield. Their own side, right? And Not their the own side. side. And as Germany progressed forward, people moved back. They didn't move forward when someone won the ball. They just kicked it back and said, try again, try again, try so again. So basically... So what, that's what, if you have a lead. Yes. No, no. It, or if, or if, you, if, if you, you, want you to play have for... no chance, if you'll get caught attacking yeah. in a counterattack and the, the, the team you're playing is so deadly that one of those could lose you the game, you park the bus and you make them come score on 11 people. You make them come good. Matter, okay. f- matter of fact, um, it's a very effective strategy against teams that are super loaded because th- those players aren't used to um, having their dicks rubbed in the dirt. Is essentially what it would be. Um, I think this is actual audio from Germany's side today. Make sure y'all can hear it. It's kind of easy to win when you. Um... Never move your back row. I don't know if you guys can hear that. <laughs> it was Germany getting really upset. <laughs> Man, they're just parking that bus. I never heard that term, but of course I have never watched a full soccer match game. I don't know. See, yeah, that's fine. Game, game match. You call it game yeah. match. You only refer to it as game match and you'll never be wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the match game, well, game match, but but game match is a whole different. That, that's oh, like website I'm on. Oh, you missed you missed the first half of the podcast where Frank and I referred to ourselves as a couple badass dudes drinking badass brews, and then we forgot and started referring to ourselves as some bad ass dudes and oh, ass dudes. Ass dudes does not have the same connotation as badass dudes. <laughs> no. No, it's uh, it's all how you say it. <laughs> Parker, how are you doing this evening? Uh, it's been a while since we've had you on, I believe. It has, uh, especially since, you know, that Frank and Parker episode never saw the light of day, apparently. I'm waiting on it. <laughs> never, never, uh, never got over know, to me. Like, we can do call-outs not on the air. It would uh-huh. just be... Oh. 
I don't know. No, let's not know. Who would we be calling? Who who I came up there and played golf. Nay, beat your ass in golf. With, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm failing um, to see how this is uh, any has anything to do with the episode that remains unheard. Well, there were just promises made on that episode for a victory that were not followed up on. So I'm really doing it out of mercy. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, is there some shit talking well, on this episode? <laughs> a lot of shit talking. No, there is not. Frank, you can't make a 30-foot birdie putt, and then it just curled in right at the last moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was some voodoo shit. Have you been <laughs> to New Orleans recently before that? <laughs> he, he literally, we're about to split... We're about to split a hole, the second hole in a like row. Like the third hole or something. Yeah. yeah. We had just split a hole, and we're about to split another hole. And this ball just, like, takes a takes a hard left. <laughs> and it, it rolls right into the hole, and he goes, oh, come on. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was a 90-degree turn. It was some weird <laughs> shit. I, yeah. And he, so I still call BS on that. He goes, he goes, oh, come on. And then I go, oh, man, what a putt. And he goes, yeah, you read that. You read that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I said yeah, you, you really read that break in the last two inches. <laughs> some bullshit, Frank. You would do some stuff man. like that. Put some crazy South African English on that one, dude, is what he did. <laughs> Um, I've never seen, I've never seen somebody masse a fucking golf ball before, but that's what happened. <laughs> he hit it and pulled the putter back, and the whole fucking ball just <laughs> rolled yeah. back. Yeah, and the the uh, course marshal was like, "Hey, there's no masse on the greens here. <laughs> Take that shit to the public course, sir. This is public. The other public course." <laughs> And this is owned by the city of Tulsa, sir. <laughs> I'm about to own your ass. Get out of here, you damn kids, with your massaying. Sorry. Uh, so, well, Parker, what do you... What uh, so do this you course... Dr- oh, God. Los Santo. Uh, this course backs up to the uh, Tulsa Zoo. Well, there's two 18-hole courses here. And one of them, like, uh, you see a little bit of the Tulsa Zoo. But the train goes by there, and you can see, like, uh, two a uh, tea box and then a green, and uh, forgive me if I've already told this story. But last time we were at the zoo, as we were going by there, the uh, train conductor, you know, real serious gig at the Tulsa Zoo, um, <laughs> was like, "And if you look to your left, you will see the American golfer in their natural habitat." And it was pretty, it was pretty awesome because like the tea box is close enough that those golfers heard it and turned around and were like laughing. Like I, I mean. It was pretty clever. Now, that train conductor probably does that 45 times a day, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, as did the people on the golf course. Uh, so that's where we played at, and yeah, it was a good time, and we were glad that you could join us, Brian. Um, yeah, no, we talked about that, uh, how I made an, appearance, uh, made an appearance as a bad yeah, trash. I listened, <laughs> I, I listened to that episode, uh, you said it took you... Uh, about half the day to figure out what was going on there. Well, yeah, actually, I was at the winery that we were talking about earlier in this episode. <laughs> I was at that winery with my family, and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I tagged in some photo? That <laughs> two hours later, I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch, I get it now. You guys uh, suck. Dude, I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to be honest and come clean here. That was 
That was totally my idea. <laughs> when it came to fruition, it was so beautiful. <laughs> we made sure to distance ourselves like as far away from the bag of trash as possible. Well, like that's what got me. The framing of the photo was like it's like I guess they had to set the phone like on a golf cart or something and they had to like exactly then right. like time it and then run away. I'm like, eh, whatever, I guess. And then I, I I touched the Instagram photo and it popped up all the tags on there. I'm like, oh, y'all sons of bitches. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was legitimately funny. So well played. Well played. Wasn't like y'all were at a sex shop and got a big old dildo and they were like, oh, Brian's here. Frank, don't get any ideas. Uh, we were pretty proud of ourselves. We were kind of giggling like a bunch of schoolgirls. Should have been. Um, so, yeah, you were about to ask me. Uh, I am drinking a beer that I got in Galveston from a few weeks ago. Okay. I'm drinking a 22-ounce bomber. Um of a wheat beer, an imperial wheat beer. It's called Mr. Bill. Mr. Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill's Imperial Wheat. Mr. Bill. Yeah. Here. I think Mr. Bill might be like a local sex offender in Galveston. I'm not sure. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's 8.9%. So daddy's probably going to be feeling pretty decent after these 22 ounces. Wow. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big beer. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bill's Imperial beer, Wheat I... by Galveston Island Brewing Company. Wow, Imperial Wheat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, you know, on next up uh, on the batter in the batter. What? What's that? No. Yeah, I can't talk now. In the uh, butter's box. Must be that. It must be all that medicinal marijuana floating around in the skies in Oklahoma that's making me high. Is it the um, uh, no? Is it the 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 on dick circle? Is that where you were going with it? Yes. Okay. In the on dick circle, I've got a dirty bastard lined up. So you know, tasty. It's gonna get cray. It's gonna get cray tonight. Tasty and delicious. Um, well, yeah. Parker. What you don't realize is I've been drinking only Oklahoma beers all night uh, for the reason that okay. you hinted to just a second ago. Would you like to uh, inform the people about the monumentous occasion that uh, you're celebrating this evening? Well, so yeah. Uh, or that yesterday you sh- should be celebrating at least. Well, I mean, I'm not even like celebrating. I don't, I don't smoke. So, I mean. Yet. Uh, Bruh. Well, <laughs> why not? I mean, the thing is, is okay, I'm going to unpack this. Uh, State of Oklahoma did something yesterday that kind of broke the mold uh, from the... Broke a lot of molds. Yeah. Broke. Stereotypical last at everything in State of Oklahoma as it is. Um we voted as a people in state question 788, which allows for medicinal marijuana in the state. Um, huge. Over half a million people said yes. Goddamn right they did. Uh, yeah, and, and the no votes were like 300,000. So it was, uh, you know, not a, I, not a landslide, but uh, pretty evident that, that more people than... And not it wasn't a uh, five hundred one thousand to five hundred thousand type of yeah 
uh, close call. But uh, I mean, and that's that speaks volumes because it's uh, pretty impressive. I'm happy. I think it's great. I think you know, I I, I, sh- I posted something. Um, or sorry, I meant to post something along the lines of I just voted for uh, the legalization of synthetic heroin. Oh wait, that's already <laughs> legal and pres- over prescribed. <laughs> um, yeah, and comes in about nine different forms. Yeah, but uh, you know that that's the realistic part of this is like we're talking about a plant here, people, and let's be real fucking honest with ourselves. Let's call a spade a spade. The reason that said plant was outlawed in the first place was to keep African Americans incarcerated, keep them, hold them down. Um, and, I mean, look at Reefer Madness. It shows a, a crazed black man who was high on marijuana. Also Mexicans. Trying to rape a white lady. They call it like, uh, what is it, um, uh, Mexican reefer weed or whatever the fuck they refer to it as in Reefer Madness. Dude, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like, go search that, people, if you will. Um, but that's whenever marijuana was made illegal. And, uh, you know, this is still in hardcore uh, segregation days. And guess what? Uh, you send them to prison. Uh, it's kind of pretty much kind of like slavery all over again because free work out of people. Um, well, what's so, what, what's more, more ridiculous uh, about is, that? But that's Frank uh, Parker. Your no, your audio is cutting up pretty bad on my end. Um, I don't know if it's on Frank's end as well, but. It is um, my bad. Well, I'll let you speak. Well, no, I was going to say to to that point, like, don't don't forget, it's not just the injustices done to uh, uh, one or a handful of races of people, but it's also the uh, injustices uh, outweighed by like what happens if a white kid gets picked up for marijuana possession versus a black kid for marijuana possession. In which case, you're just looking for a reason to punish someone. Uh, and absolutely, and it's uh, fucked up either way because it's I, say say about it what you will, <clears throat> but no one's ever, I don't know, to my knowledge, and I obviously being a an incredibly intelligent person, um, really on the cutting edge of human brain technology. Uh, thing. <laughs> no one has ever become addicted to marijuana, uh, yet we sell coffee on like three out of four corners of a street. Okay, can we really get to the brass tacks here? Yeah, talk about, talk about alcohol. Shit. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Marijuana what did alcohol ever do to you, bro? <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> can, we, can we get to the brass tacks here? Okay, okay. what's up? Yes. Call me when Oklahoma finally legalizes meth. Okay, oh, that man. is a much more <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to put down they're trying to put down white people for a long time with that whole <laughs> meth being a legal thing, well, right? Well listen, Frank, if it is true, if marijuana truly is a gateway drug, then it's gonna legalize soon because we're all gonna be gatewaying to meth methamphetamines. You know? to so, I, I heard there's actually Yeah, no just straight to meth. Land. That makes yeah, sense. No other option. It's not like it's like a clover onto the meth highway. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just joins it of a different off. Right. You know what? I smoked weed one time. Next thing you know, doing meth. It was a Thursday. I was with my pastor. We were just doing lines of meth. Do you do meth in lines? I don't know. I don't remember. I was high. Yeah. And then the following Thursday, you were mainlining heroin. That's how quick it progresses. 
I unplugged my headphones. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm really embarrassed well, right now. Well, <laughs> point being, it's pretty huge. Um, and so Oklahomans who, who finally are not going to be last at something. I mean, yeah, no, I, I told, I told Mrs. Brian, I think seven years ago, but we'd been married right at about a year. And that was when Colorado and Oregon were working through their bills to Washington, Oregon, I guess were working through their bills to legalize or decriminalize marijuana altogether. Well, they, they were working through the bills back then. It was like, it was still in the early stages. This shit might happen one yeah. day. Anyway, I told her then I was like, dude, look, Oklahoma will legalize marijuana before Texas, like guaranteed. She called me, yeah. she called me ridiculous. I told her she's cute. And here we are seven years later and Oklahomans voted for it. But I tend to agree with Frank. Let me know when they actually legalize it. Because I know Frank was being facetious with meth, but at the same time, y'all also voted for a pretty progressive prison reform uh, bill two yeah. years ago. And uh, the Oklahoma State Congress is like, no, 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 no. They don't know what they're talking about. We're going to keep, we're going to keep uh, the, uh, we're going to keep people in prisons. That seems We're going to shelve that. Yeah, of course. So that's why it really blew me away that this was passed because – so the private prison system in Oklahoma as it is in most of this country is out of this, it's, out of fucking control. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so clearly the private prison system did not want that uh, prison rehabilitation bill to go in, in action uh, because they, uh, you know, I don't know, make money off of repeat customers – uh, or just so, keeping the same customer in for much longer rather than sending them back exactly. out and giving them an opportunity to do better. Exactly. Yeah, don't yeah, don't let them try to change their life and become a contributing member of society again. Now, we want you back in 6 months or less, we'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. Um so what we've been breaking and, you down and, mentally uh, for. <laughs> yeah. So that really surprised me that this one the 788 passed because that's going to take money out of their pockets. If we're not sending people to jail left and right for a plant that grows naturally, um, but you know, yet people can roll around with Xanax in their pocket all day long. But by God, it's legal because okay, so it comes from the pharmacy. Parker, si, senor. How do you know this is not GMO marijuana? G- GMO marijuana. Ooh, Big Mary is what That's I call right. it. <laughs> Big Mary J. That's right. Oh, hey, you gotta you gotta start looking out for these things. Right? This is not a big industry, so Oklahoma's legalized it. GMO GMO marijuana is the next thing on the docket. Hey. Listen, uh, Ryan, up ready like, marijuana. Sam's Club Mary you like J. Big marijuana. Uh, in the Frank and Parker episode that has yet to be released. Maybe, maybe we'll just Frank and I. Maybe, maybe we'll keep alluding to it so that way people kind of get bits of it, and no. eventually, yeah, over the next <laughs> teaser, year, they get a whole episode. Oh my god, no <laughs> teaser here, Brian. <laughs> Frank and I delved into the deep dark business that is big TV dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did. did Michelangelo's pop up in there? Because them bitches. Oh my god. Oh no! But it, there was a large conversation Hunger over Man. over Hunger 
pictures on boxes and oh. enlarged to show texture? No, um. I mean just <laughs> looking like dog shit when you open it. Up. Oh yeah, no, it looks like a com- a complete. Uh, <laughs> Should someone literally vertically throw this up into this plate? Like, what is going on here? The fucking MREs in World War Two were better than these things. They were pouring, they were pouring radiation on some freeze dried ham, and they were like, "This is good. This is definitely way better than there's the." A por- there's a pork snout that wasn't supposed to be snout. there. Pork snout, and it's labeled as Salisbury steak. I guess whatever. Yeah. We'll just make that work. That's right. That's two that's nostrils right. there. Oh, yeah. Well, can, so, holy shit. I can, I can attest to the fact that every single person, which is like four people that I've ever known to work in a meat pro- processing plant told me stay away from hot dogs okay well yeah so, no shit that okay the bank all right for insight <laughs> insider frank over here don't eat hot dogs are you fucking kidding me there's a reason they always say like once you know how the sausage is made dot 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 and you know what else yeah. is shaped a lot like sausage fucking hot dogs and you know what's not labeled with an actual Pork, beef, or chicken label? Hot dogs. You can always <laughs> feel safe having some of Frank's sausage, though. It's handmade. Mm. Mm. Yeah, hand, hand, hand beaten. Nightly. Hand- <laughs> Damn it, Parker. <laughs> oh, man. For the same joke on that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that softball... A triple. That was uh, not a home run. Okay, I tossed that up. Fucking so, so fucking Parker high. Parker and I grabbed the same he bat and just it. went to swinging. And he loved it. That's right. He loved it. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna give that a worm burner. A worm burner. A Texas yeah, leaguer. A Texas that's leaguer. What I hit most of the, most of the time. That's what. That's what Mrs. Brian calls it. Uh, a worm burner. I don't. Uh, it's soft. I guess. I don't know where the joke was going. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, not. I, you know Let's go what? back to big TV dinners. <laughs> All right, you know what? You know what? I'll give. Uh, I'll. I'll concede to Parker. I will call him and let him uh, give him a congratulatory phone call. That way, he can step behind Thank the podium you. and take the acceptance speech for the win on the Frank beating off joke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like it was a. In the park home run. But, you know what? No. Even if it's a triple, no, he'll, okay, he'll, okay. You know, even if you're fast enough for an no, in the park. Home even run. yeah, you're right. Even if it was a, <laughs> even if it was a, even if it was a slide in double off the wall, <laughs> like he's he's gonna get home. He's gonna sack himself around for the score at the end of the game. Yeah, okay, there it is. There it is. That's good. Really topped it off. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, so medical marijuana, so that's cool. Uh, I know uh, two different people whose children have really bad seizures, and they are both uh, really excited about the opportunity to try um, something new uh, without the fear of you know going to jail or getting arrested or some bullshit. They, um, and without having to go to Colorado. Yeah. Oh no, you can't. Yeah, like, um, you can go, but it, it's still if you're found in possession of the product, even in transit back from Colorado, or especially in transit yeah. back from Colorado, of CBD oil. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, well, we buy that shit here in Austin, just on the street. Yeah, for sure. You should. Again, I just want a disclaimer for the Texas listener: still illegal to buy in Texas. <laughs> CBD oil? CBD yes. Oils? Yes. Really? Without it, without, without shit. Awesome. It's all over Oklahoma. Yeah, of course it is. But without a prescription in the state of Texas, it's still illegal. Uh, they sell it here at the vape shop. Yes, <laughs> I know this. I know this. I know this. But 
Fucking rich old white people sitting in, in congressional buildings don't understand that yet. Uh, well, I've heard it really takes the edge off, so I might try it. Yeah, no, I've heard it's no, actually it really... Has it no has no... No, effects. no, but it's like fish oil plus, plus, plus. Uh, like, you know... Dude, it's not, it's not it, a but it, it's it, calming. No, it's not even... It helps my joints. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, it's not even calming. It's just... Yeah. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's legitimately... Uh, homeopathic like that's the if if i were to de- define homeo uh, homeopathy homeopathy home, home, home. <laughs> we'll go with it i oh, fuck it uh it would be cbd oil because it doesn't doesn't have any positive effects and it has zero i mean you know positive like over positive like i'm fucking loving this fucking cbd oil pill uh, but it definitely doesn't have any negative effects either you're not gonna get addicted to it it's not gonna fucking cause you to shit your pants or Anything else? It does. So at a high enough dosage, it helps people who have chronic um, pain that can only be assisted by opioids. So my um, wife's grandpa takes it for his chronic back pain, and it works. So it's, it is super helpful. I mean, my, my mother-in-law um, also takes it, and uh, she understands that it's very illegal to get, especially in her position. But she takes it for the exact same reason, and it's also extremely helpful it's an yeah. an, more of an anti-inflammatory for what she uses it for like in the doses yeah. that she uses it for so, arthritis yep um so y'all i uh i adopted a puppy oh shit and, Me yeah. too, dude i saw that what were you that's, thinking yeah that's a puppy puppy this. not even like no. okay so here's i mean my dog's right here no, been you, sleeping on the couch for like the entire podcast he's no. been asleep literally right here the whole time. That's right. He's he's what three years old. He's five. Okay. I adopted. Like I adopted adopt a senior like a, puppy, a seven-year-old dog, dude, with a touch of gray, where he looks esteemed and shit, and he doesn't shit in the house. I don't, don't disagree with puppy. that. I don't disagree. I wanted to give the wife the opportunity to have a puppy. She's never had one. Whoa. Okay. She's never had one. <clears throat> never. How's it going? So no, it, 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 I've I've had many a puppy, so right. I understand that this thing is just like a piece of shit for a good year and yeah <clears throat> they really are like hyped up ready to roll and then they sleep and i kid you not i had a the first okay this is the first time this has ever happened to me with a dog okay normally oh. dogs that i've had <clears throat> are very like they're hyped up but they have some understanding of like not boundaries but sort of like hey th- like this might be too far this motherfucker and I were on the couch like his second fucking night third night maybe I can't even remember anyways I'm sitting there we're playing <clears throat> all of a sudden this dude stops pisses on my chest <laughs> Look at me deep in my eyes. Like, What's this is happening right now. Um, so I take this dog and throw him <laughs> off the couch. <clears throat> it's a good three-foot drop. Yep. Uh, he's malleable, though. doesn't really have bone structure yet. Okay. So he's a puddle, he, uh, a puddle of puppy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> since then, he has just been a shithead. Like, he, he just pesters the other two dogs. They bite him. He doesn't learn from it and keeps going. Um, yeah, so uh, I Dude, I know CBD puppies. Oil. 
CBD oil for the puppy. Yeah. Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> he will paint. He will paint a fucking line of shit on your wall. <laughs> little, little THC oil. No, okay. So it'll he's be a, very artistic. Oh yeah, it'll be soup, soups artistic. Dude, he's just testing your boundaries. That's all it is. Especially with yeah. the pissing yeah. on the chest. Like that's a that's a legit. Uh, that's an alpha, alpha move. move. That's an alpha move from the Dude. fucking playbook. Yeah. That is an alpha move. You better, you better Caesar Milan that little motherfucker right now. Yeah. Now is, is, he, is he already fixed? Uh, he's got two two months before oh. you can do it. Yeah, they have to be three months. Okay, well, you need to fix that as soon as absolutely possible. That'll help. <laughs> but, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Just do a rubber band. Um, yeah, I don't. I've got a wife that can do the surgery. I was gonna say, I think he knows a guy. <laughs> no, rubber bands are even cheaper. They're cheaper than practice. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Frank's like, I got a guy. I know. Uh, I know how we can do this. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you though. Mm, this will be the last one. Never doing it again. We'll fuck, do. fuck, little dogs. <laughs> such and people who think, "Oh, I'm going to adopt brothers and sisters," you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, like, no, that's not you how are do literally it. need to go fall down some stairs and then see if you still think that way. Um, terrible idea. Do not do that. They will gang up on you and just piss on you together. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> A little little. Collective golden. Sh- Donald Trump knows all about that. All Don't right. you worry. All Don't right. you worry. Uh huh. Throwback. Oh. You know. You know. Oh, Russian prostitutes peeing on him. It's okay. It's no shame. They didn't, shame. Pee, on, they didn't pee on him. They peed on the sheets that Obama slept on. No one's judging him. The world. I mean, you only up. judge him because he denied it. Yeah. Right. They it's hate. Really they hate because they ain't. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean, That's you got right. some hot. Hot chicks pissing on him, whatever. I don't just whatever floats your boat, man. But then you go and lie about it. Okay, all right, all right. Um, this is getting to a weird spot now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys ever seen people lay under clear like Uh, coffee tables, coffee tables, and shit on top of it? I've heard stories. I've heard. I've heard. Brian knows what I'm I've, talking. Yeah, I've heard the, the the old submarine Cleveland steamer. It's the uh, aquarium. It's like it's, Cleveland it's, steamer. Yeah, it's the aquarium Cleveland steamer. I'll have it behind us. Whatever. No, so I've heard. I've heard that there are some prominent celebrities who enjoy that. Oh, I've heard. Really? Uh, like whom? Sylvester Dustin Sil- Hoffman. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Are you dead? <laughs> Dustin Robert Hoffman. All the so Dustins. You know what? All the Dustins. <laughs> Dustin Diamond. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, all the Dustins love him. Literally like one of the most pure actors we've seen. Dustin uh, you know what I heard? <laughs> I, Morgan guy. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Actually, Morgan Freeman. from what I've heard in the last couple of weeks, Morgan Freeman likes to do other things to people who are also not legal. What? Fuck kids. I, I mean, listen. It's either fu- didn't he like marry his grand step granddaughter or some bullshit? I don't think that's right. no, oh, but we'll make shit. we'll we'll go with it. We'll yeah, also okay. say that uh, he narrated Shawshank Redemption from underneath a clear coffee table. The whole thing. 
<laughs> That's nothing really. Oh, it's called yes, method no, acting. No, literally. okay. <laughs> so here's the here's the headline: Morgan Freeman had an affair with step granddaughter. How old was what? she? Before she was murdered. Oh, <laughs> what? Before she was murdered, Morgan Freeman's step granddaughter. Ter- okay, told hold her, on. This is a New York Post article. Let's calm down here. All right, fine. Let me go back. I'll find <laughs> Let's another. Calm I'll down find here. another Daily Mail. That's not. Uh, that's not nope, helping. That's not real. There's Fox News. Nope. Okay, we're gonna call this no. Wikipedia. The Sun Co. Wikipedia <laughs> says that. No, didn't. Okay, so. Even it, that, right that's, that's, this is not real news. National Enquirer, no, even further away from the truth. Uh, let's just say he saw this at a supermarket checkout line. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Right, right above the headline: Alien discovered in basement of Oklahoma. Oh, here's here's what I was meth. here's what I was going for. Morgan Freeman was accused of sexual harassment by several women, mm. and this was from a couple weeks ago, May twenty fourth. So okay. one of the most celebrated yeah. actors, film industry, has been accused of sexual harassment by several women, according to report by OCNN. If you want to believe that, written by the well, New York yeah, Times. But that's if you want to believe that, affair Listen. by the National Enquirer. Hey, it sounded pretty legit at the time. Okay, okay Morgan Freeman <laughs> Ryan, kept trying to lift my skirt. Network. He kept trying to lift my skirt, asking if I was wearing underwear. <laughs> Uh huh. Legitimate uh-huh. questions. <laughs> I can't Are think you, of a scenario. It's, it's daylight out here. I don't <laughs> see a line. Oh, how did you achieve? Oh, how about this one? It says it's called uh, spandex. <laughs> here we go. It says uh, one reporter, Chloe Milas of CNN, said that during an interview last year about Going in Style, a shitty movie that Morgan Freeman did, when she was six months pregnant, Mr. Freeman looked her up and down and told her you are ripe a camera caught mr freeman saying boy do i wish i was there directed toward ms milas uh cnn aired the video right now hold on and uh just so we can get a true representation of this what's the lady's name a CNN investigation has uncovered a pattern of alleged inappropriate behavior by legendary actor Morgan Freeman, both on set and at his production company. Do you hear that bed music right there? That means I this do. is fucking legit. Okay. What's the lady's yeah. last name? Milas. Milas. Uh, M-E-L-A-S. Chloe Milas, I believe is her name. Okay. Melas, I guess if you want to Americanize the shit out of it. Molest? Um, could you Chloe imagine Milas. how... How just had to make sure it's a real person. Okay, thanks for doing the fact checking, Troy. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Could you imagine how calming it would be to be uh, sexually harassed by Morgan Freeman? Yeah, like, am you, I being sexually harassed right now because he's or, so cool and collected? And I'm I comfortable. I felt like that time that I went to Bill Cosby's house and just had a glass of Kool Aid and then just slowly well, fell asleep pretty... and woke up to a pile of money on my chest in the back seat of a cab. It was just like that. Uh-huh. You see how this is all interconnected. (laughs) Put and pop. (laughs) Put and popped my butthole, Cherry. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? I'm not saying that he was a backdoor man, but I'm just saying the facts are facts, man. I don't know what you want me to say. Well, if I I had to be sexually harassed by anybody, I would want it to be Morgan Freeman. Uh, fuck you! I, feel like I, I was would, watching I, a presentation you know of uh, Mother Earth or whatever that nature program was that he did. Earth Two BBC. Yeah, no, I would take Anna Kornikova circa two thousand one 
when I was uh, 14, I would love to have been molested by her. I would volunteer for it. Wait, to molest me when I was 14? You fucking freak. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Anna Kornikova. (laughs) Jesus Christ, she was shitty at tennis, but man, what I I think she would have done to my small genitals. (laughs) Wait. Wait, right, hold on. What are you doing with that tennis racket, Anna? <laughs> oh, it wasn't the handle, Parker. It wasn't the handle. Uh, oh my god! Beer fest? Oh my anybody? God. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I shoved a ping pong ball up my ass. Oh my god! I can't believe the handle fit up there. It wasn't the handle. Dude. <laughs> Shitting pancakes for a week. <laughs> god damn it! Oh, uh, that that. Uh, beer fest had a pretty good drinking game too, dude. That beer, uh, beer fest and Euro trip, yeah, two best two. drinking games I've ever played. Those were very very fun. Euro trip, you couldn't make it past like, dude. We didn't remember that one time we played the Euro uh, trip drinking game. United fight song uh, is like <laughs> we were pretty much when you KO yourself. Fucking shit house. Well, it didn't help that we were drinking our buddy's uh, trash can punch, which was essentially moonshine and concentrated fruit punch. Yeah, it was no. This whole that oh, whole thing was a mess. It was a mess. God, it was bad. Cowboy um, Kool Aid, if you will. Oof, it is a shit show, man. Dover a whole five gallon thing of Cowboy Kool Aid once trying to run from the cops. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, you broke up at the beginning. What did you do to the five gallons? Uh, I I knocked it over as I was being tackled <laughs> by a by a cop, a Stillwater <laughs> cop. Uh huh. Okay. I was at this party, and it was down at, like, 12th and, I don't know, Maine or something. Oh, you're, and, you're, uh, you're far south of Stillwater, right? South of 6th Street. Yeah. Um, not far. But, uh, yeah, and it was a pretty party, and but, you know, as most houses in Stillwater were, they only had one bathroom, uh, and usually that was occupied by about seven girls at any one time. If you were at a cool party, if you were at a party that Frank and I always went to, it was one dude who decided to take a shit at the party. (laughs) (laughs) I I was at the cool party. Yeah, you were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) For the record, that never happened, but it paints a pretty good picture of the parties that Frank and I went to versus the parties that Parker went to. What I'm I'm talking about really did happen. I know. Yeah, it sure did. I don't know if it's like 100% yet, but you know, um, <laughs> I think there's still something dangling out there. Um, In the anyhow, there was a, uh, Banya was occupado, so I go to go out the back door into this little <laughs> shitty backyard that was surely overgrown with weeds, and uh, I'm about 99% sure it had a chain link fence because those are cheaper. Um, Hi, Mr. Officer. Yeah. And I open the back door to a Stillwater cop, right? <laughs> right there. It's like a dark backyard, and I'm in this little, like, subset back room thing <laughs> where the cowboy Kool-Aid was, where there were some people chilling. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> This guy was already this. firing an old film. He was drunk. He took his MDMA. The fucking cop is sneaking in some backdoor SWAT activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the alley. Oh, he just took his bump of yeah. coke. He's ready to fire. <laughs> I hope there's a black kid here. I can like, shoot the shit out of him. Yeah. 
<laughs> his words, not mine. His words, <laughs> not fucking, mine. Oh, still water PD. <laughs> uh, and so I open this to a cop, and naturally, what do I do? Is I slam the door right back in his face. It's um, <laughs> a good move. Turn around. Like he's a Mormon on a mission. You're like, fuck you. I don't want none. <laughs> yeah. Did you lock the door? Exactly. No, I didn't lock the door. Ah, they're like I vampires. Was, I was They've seen the run. way in. The next, I turn around. The next thing I know, I'm being tackled by a middle-aged, like fat cop in the back of this like laundry room, whatever this weird space was. And he, he tackles me from behind, and I fall into the five-gallon Gatorade container. That contained the Kool-Aid, the Cowboy Kool-Aid, which is, for those that don't know, is just like a trash can cocktail of 151 and just all kinds of other stuff that makes you make bad decisions. Hawaiian Uh, punch. And and a little bit of Hawaiian punch. Yeah. And I I knock this over and I just see this wave. It looked like I was at a fucking tidal wave uh, or tsunami research center. Um, A red wave of five gallons of Kool-Aid going and I just remember it hit this chick's shoes and I remember her saying what in the fuck and this is clearly before she realized that a cop, a fat cop was tackling a fat kid that resulted in the Kool-Aid being spilt everywhere in this back laundry room thing and then uh, dude, he puts me in handcuffs and he's like, you shut the door on the wrong motherfucker this time and I'm like, oh, okay, wow. You, he you, had a uh, tagline. Obviously, have an authority complex. <laughs> I just um, hold on. How long? How long do you think he waited to pull that shit out? He was like, uh, man, I always get the door shut on me, and I don't have a line for it. And they went those people all the these. Door. He watched all these cop movies, and eventually he goes. You shut the door on the wrong motherfucker this time. Fucking nailed it. I think yeah, he's like, <laughs> I've been on the partner. force for 20 years, and I've been waiting to say that line. <laughs> You're the first dumbass who, wasn't, who didn't lock the door when he slammed it in my face. <laughs> Dude, who didn't effectively get away from me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I rode that to that party in the trunk of somebody's car. No, you <laughs> still water for you. <laughs> so, okay, hold on. Okay, so the uh, cop tackles you, puts you in handcuffs, and then what happens? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then his cronies up front, you know, basically forced entry their way in, which is totally illegal, but, you know. Um, and uh, I get taken out and put in his back seat. Uh, for some underage and, drinking? Oh, exactly, yeah. I'm just going to do hard time. And um, as it as it turns out, I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is going to be an awkward phone call to my father. Um, as it turns out, thankfully, apparently there was some drug dealer there that they caught um, that was on their radar. And I guess he was just a mobile pharmacy um, and he had just like pockets full of pills or something. And that same uh, – needed the back seat. <laughs> Slogan using cop came out and said, "It's your lucky day. Set me on the curb. Put this dude in the back seat." And then I sat there for a few minutes, and then he was like, "I'm I'm gonna let you go with a warning tonight, but next time, you, you, when a police co- officer comes to the door, you don't shut the door in their face, or you know, some kind of bullshit, bullshit like that." Like I'm, excuse, yeah. I, 
I'm 20 years old. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Next time a police officer yeah, comes to the door, you lock it. And then- <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, open the blinds before you open the door. <laughs> Lesson learned, and officer. <laughs> use the people. Got it. <laughs> Stillwater Police Department. What a joke. Yeah. Do you remember so. how we used to pay off the front gate attendant at White Barn to tell oh, us yeah. when the cops would come? Goddamn right. Oh, crackhead. He'd call us, dude. It was like the fucking little he, teams that they have in the favelas whenever they know the yeah. cops are coming to town. They, like, release pigeons and whistle and shit. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. he was, he was uh, like, blah, 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 And we fucking, everybody ran inside. Cops are coming. Yeah, we had shut all the lights down, turned the music off. Tell everybody to be quiet. Sit away from the windows. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. But we always like we were strategic about it. We always made people park down the street so they could never yep. identify exactly which house was partying. Well, and every fucking uh, house had a party in it. By the time they got to ours, like you had to have been singling us out to like hit us. And even when y'all lived, y'all lived down the street from where we did. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, no, it's oh, all right. <clears throat> Well, uh, Parker, thank you for blessing us with that uh, wonderful story. And uh, at some point, I would like to understand why you were in the trunk of a car when you arrived to a fucking party. It wasn't like you had to get through a gate. Like they they weren't charging attendance at the gate to park by head count. Well, (laughs) right, it wasn't a drive-in movie theater. Um, Now, what it was is I uh, was in the process of being sold into the sex trade, and they pulled off and had to get gas, and I jumped out of the trunk and i ran over to this party and then i got tackled by a fat cop now that makes sense uh one time my buddy kevin uh he took him and i went to the uh, drag races and i mean the actual uh car races not a bunch of dudes dressed up as women uh that race (laughs) just yeah um we (laughs) that's a different event we have gone to one of those it was a different event same here in key west i'll tell you about that next cast we went to uh uh, the, the the old the old, the old uh, car races and he he was driving because he was old enough to drive I was not and he was like hey uh, when we get up to the gate I'm gonna hop in the toolbox of my truck so I don't have to pay and I was like all right sounds good so I drove his truck the 65 feet into the entrance of the fucking venue and meanwhile. Like, I have to sign... Basically, if you ever go to one of these races, like, you have to sign your life away, saying if I get hit in the head by a tire, I'm not going to sue the venue. <laughs> Whatever. So I'm, like, <laughs> filling all this out. I'm like, this is, like, some serious legal shit. And this dude is in the toolbox of his pickup truck. Like, what happens if he gets hit with a tire? What is this? What's going to happen here? I'm like, we need a receipt for him to be in here. Anyway, <laughs> so otherwise the lawsuit's not going to be... It's going to be null. So... <laughs> null and void. We, we get inside, and I'm like, I park. He get he climbs. I have to let him out of his toolbox. And as he's climbing out, the like one of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life is like walking by as my friend is climbing out of the toolbox <laughs> of his pickup truck. I'm like, ma'am, how are you? That's good. That's good. Yep. And uh, then Kevin, a fucking tire comes out of nowhere and wipes kills her out. kills her just dead, decapitated her. We had a funeral for a bird. Anyway, my Brian, is, is, Brian Brian whipped out a line he's been waiting to use his whole life. I hope you have a waiver. <laughs> no, like you keep your head on a swivel and then you just got rolled on, bitch. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was way better. All right, say that again. Say it again. Say it again. You just got rolled on, bitch. 
Yeah, that makes it better. That makes just there's something about Slow it. Ride. And it's been a while since we've had a Horatio throwback there. We always got him on hold to the shitty, terrible show that is CSI Miami. Um, my <clears throat> quick question here: Why? Okay, your friend was of legal age, and it was his truck. But he. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I've always been a bigger person. <laughs> Uh, my ass okay. is never gonna fit in that toolbox. <laughs> okay. okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, Man. he was just being a cheapo. <laughs> I'm just really wondering, like, okay, what was admission to this? It was embarrassingly $6. low. Yeah, it was like five bucks. I'm not even kidding. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Really sticking it to the man there, Brian. Yeah, it wasn't me. Again, I was fully prepared to pay full price. It was not my choice. <laughs> oh, by the way, we could get away with this. Okay. He's like, if we, we need to. If I, we really I, need He's like, if both get in the toolbox and we'll ghost ride the truck through the gate. <laughs> And then while we're in there, we can jerk each other off. Hey, hey, the gate attendant doesn't have to know. Like, it's not the gate attendant that I'm worried about. <laughs> is it one of those? Is it one of those Dodge like Ram extended? No, 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 no. Boxes no, no, no. Side, this like... is a short bed Chevy step side pickup. Okay, so this toolbox is tiny. He was in a he was in a children's coffin made out of uh fucking diamond plate. <laughs> he was hiding saving five dollars to save five dollars. Yeah, good thing it wasn't airtight and you didn't get inside the gate and park and you're like, all right, get out, Bobby and he's like asphyxiated. <laughs> yeah, just Kevin, he's gone cool. his whole life. Every time he passes a plasma center he thinks of this moment and it would have been like it's all it was only five dollars, Mike. It was only five dollars. <laughs> Oh my Dude. god! Okay, well that's that's an awesome story. Mine was just because there was no more room in the cab of the vehicle. Holy shit! In the um, cab of the vehicle. It, Frank, so you were Jesus, Frank? Yeah, he really put himself up on that cross in the back of a car. I sacrificed oh. myself in the trunk. Yes, um, Frank. Do you remember that time we fit like nine people in my Grand Prix? I do remember, and I also remember someone getting birthed out of the trunk of that one, playing uh, Jesus. No, we, no, one, no one came out of the trunk because it had a very severe exhaust leak uh, that was bad oh, enough in the, back, in the back seat of the car. Like, I remember I was driving, because my freshman year, I didn't drink, so I was driving drunk people around Stillwater, you know, and the, also the back windows didn't work in the car, so I would catch people nodding off in the back seat, like, no, 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 stay awake, you have to stay awake, it's for your own you know safety. what I call, Carney, Oklahoma, is what I oh, call. Oh, listen, that's for another podcast altogether. We can cover that later. I'm... Son, you know how fast you were going. <laughs> that was a scary time in my life, because I got pulled over going way too fast with a black guy in the front seat of the car with me. Mm-hmm. And an African man. man in the back seat, so it was not a good. It's not a good combo. I even believe I was wearing my proudly African shirt that he, night. Yeah, if we had, uh, if he had del- delved further into questions, we would have all gone to jail. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's for another time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do y'all have any other uh, any other points you want to make, or uh, can we go ahead and play the old outro music this eve? I I've got one, a real real quick grinds my gears. Okay. Okay. Um, when people on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, um, when they're so mad and they're cussing about something, yet they still do if. Asterisk and G, and it's just like, come on, just just quit it. 
to stop that, just either say freaking or go for the gusto and say fucking. Like, I, that drives me up the wall whenever people censor themselves, yet they're saying fucking. What is is that any sense, right? I like the old, agree here? I like the old F U G G I N apostrophe. Fuggin'. Fuggin'. Oh. That's my We're favorite. Fudging. Yeah. You've gotta be fudging. That's me. acceptable. No, because if you spell out if you spell Cleveland out no. Yeah, if you Sylvester Stallone me under the glass coffee table <laughs> in me right now. And like if you spell all that out. Instead of, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be glass to... coffee table in me. <laughs> you gotta be glass coffee table. Like... <laughs> are you shitting on my chest right now? You can't be. You gotta be shitting on a glass coffee table above my chest. <laughs> are, you, are, are you aquarium you get the pooping me right now? Experience, but there's no cleanup required. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that just oh, irks me. <laughs> well, just it sh- go ahead and cuss people. Come on, it should. We have a, a yeah. Man. Be you. You be you. Wouldn't be very evangelical of you though. Uh, it depends on which evangelical you're asking. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a good excuse for it if you're Trump, but not for, not anybody. Not any, no one else. If you have orange skin, that's well, the only race we we worry about. I bet Lindsey Graham does if. U-G-G-I-N apostrophe. No. Lindsey <laughs> Graham, word. he does Cleveland Steamers on a <laughs> nightly basis. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently all celebrities do. Yep. And <laughs> Anthony Weiner. That's what we've Rumor, rumor has it, especially Anthony Weiner and Liz, Lindsey Graham. Weimer? Same night. Rumor has <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Is that a Urban Dictionary Did you definition? Say M. Night? <laughs> 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 Oh my god. <laughs> the director of the sick Yeah. Yep. D- the yep. director of the shit since. That's what we think. Macaulay Culkin into his room to clean with Steam room. Okay. All right. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to fucking eat you all alone now. I'm, oh my god. <laughs> I'm playing the outro music. It's impossible. Who's home alone now, bitch? <laughs> god damn it, Parker. I'm sorry, GD it, Parker. GD it. <laughs> your chest right now, Parker. That's much better, oh, Brian. Thank you for censoring it. Yeah, no problem. I, you know what my favorite saying is? I, I, and it's something that people in my family have said for a long time, but the, the term is, or the, the phrase is, I wouldn't shit you if you're my favorite turd. That makes me so That's happy. That is a good one. It makes me so happy. All right. Nice. Um, well, ladies and gents, aka gents, um, <clears throat> thank you for listening to this episode of Nobody Left Behind. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, be sure to check us out over on our social media pages at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, be sure to leave us a review. You know, we haven't done a, a check on the reviews in a while on the old iTunes. Uh, but if you leave us a fun, funky, and uh, legitimate <laughs> review over on iTunes, be sure to uh, message us on one of our social media platforms, and you might get something special out of it. That's all I'm going to say. Frank, what are you fucking chuckle hutting about over there? <laughs> there's, there's, a dude. Oh. there's a guy in Nashville who, instead of instead of being... 
like, accused of having drugs on him, took the drugs and sprinkled them off over a police officer as he was getting arrested. <laughs> oh, that way they're <laughs> on the police officer. Yeah. That's subtle. I would have played it on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know that was... That. Okay, you know what? Um, on that note, uh, it's been fun. Thank you all for joining us here on Nobody Left Behind. Uh, for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. <laughs> Taste your own medicine, officer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a blast, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, even if I did join an hour late, but you know, better late than pregnant. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, for Parker in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I just screamed out, out in my mic. To, uh, <laughs> to end with the marijuana theme of the night, not only did he sprinkle cocaine over the guy's head, <laughs> he was hiding. Apparently just has massive cojones. An entire regulation-sized pill bottle behind his crotch. So <laughs> congratulations to Mr. Freeman in Nashville, Tennessee <laughs> for break <laughs> in far, far northeast Guadalajara, Mexico. I'm out. Beer! Ha, <laughs> ha,